This is Stacy Eldridge. Welcome to Captivated. This world vies for our attention in a thousand different ways. But the most important thing, the preeminent thing, the essential thing, is to give our attention to Jesus. Hi friends, Stacy here and welcome to October. I don't know about you, but oh my goodness, time is rushing by. Slow down already. Slow down. <laughs> but it's beautiful here in Colorado Springs and um I pray that you are having beauty wherever you are listening from today. I have the joy of being in the podcast studio today with my friend and co-laborer Jamie Gowdy. Hi. Here at Wild Heart. Thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. By way of introduction, I want to tell a little story about our ministry and this summer. At the very beginning of summer, John had made t-shirts that said, protect the epicenter, because we'd been having a lot of conversations as a team about the encroachment of malaise that we were beginning to be aware of in our own lives but also in our allies, in our friends, in our families, who were beginning to experience that the things that once brought them life, they were no longer doing. Mm -hmm. Whether that was getting up in the morning and going for a walk, or, or they're a person that runs, or they love to garden or listen to music, or they enjoy making a meal and sharing that, or having friends, or the things that are in the natural rhythms of life that people do mm -hmm. were beginning to fall by the wayside. And I bet that was happening to you, too. Maybe it's happening now. You guys, we're not alone in this. This this busy world can leave us fragmented. And the pressures of life and the assaults that come against us are all designed to separate us from the love of God, the heart of God. And we can't let that happen. So that's what protect the epicenter meant. It meant yeah, there are some things on the fringes that because of um, even the trauma of the pandemic that is still lingering in our bodies are falling away. These things that we're letting go, what we cannot let go is our Jesus, the things that bring us life, the things that connect us to him. So, you know, it's our prayer, of course, that this podcast serves that that helps awaken you again, even in this moment, to how loved you are by the creator of the universe, by the one who spent it all to come for you and who was coming in this moment. So protect the epicenter was a way to stand against the slow and steady decline that we were noticing of goodness, of caring, of caring for our own hearts. Jamie, did you get a t-shirt? I did. Yes. <laughs> and so protect the epicenter. I think, yeah, I'm going to learn how to say it pretty soon, but <laughs> how, that was back in June that we got yeah. those? Yeah. It actually stemmed from a couple podcasts that we did, um, the Wild at Heart podcast. That you were on. I was on that where we were kind of naming this, um, this encroachment. Uh, and I believe John also called it an apathy creep. Oh, an apathy creep. Exactly. The things that used to bring you life, you just kind of feel apathetic towards now because you don't have the the energy to yeah. attend to them well. Yes. Yeah. 
And so in that podcast, Mm -hmm. did you relate to that? Oh, so much so. (laughs) Actually, it wasn't until um, about a month after we recorded those podcasts that it really hit me of how unwell I was Mm -hmm. at that time. Um, I was, I was definitely in a season of needing to hold it, hold it together. Yeah. And there was a lot on our plate. Say more about what was on your plate. Well, Resilient launched in oh, June. Yes. yes. Um, and Jamie is John and my assistant. Yes. So yeah, her hands were very full. Very full with that. But then also the kids were out of school at that time, um, which I haven't yet had a book launch overlap with the kids not being in school. Right. <laughs> so th- there was just a lot going on. I was busier than normal and um, also preparing our family for a little vacation at the end of June and all that that entails with getting out of town with two kids. And a dog. And a dog. <laughs> Sometimes it's the dog that puts me under. Yeah. <laughs> she she just went to doggy daycare, so that was actually oh, good. pretty easy. Oh, good. So you... You were talking about these things, mm-hmm. about protecting the epicenter, about the slow creep of apathy, mm-hmm. the encroachment on things that brought you life. And after talking about them, did you just go, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> better. <laughs> Stick a band-aid over that. And <laughs> no, no, honestly, it, how did that go for you? It was a journey. I think um, doing that, those couple podcasts um, were really enlightening to me in how much encroachment there was and how much apathy had set in. Mm. And then eye-opening to say, okay, what do we need to do about this? Like, I could live here, or is there a way out? Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a way forward? Um, So I kind of journeyed through the month of July working on (laughs) not pulling myself up by the bootstraps to get out of the place that I was, but um, can we use the phrase "attending to"? Yeah, I rather like than that. working yes. on. Yeah, um, but with God's help, beginning yes. to attend to that area that was very overgrown, mm. weeding, if you would. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So resilient launched, and mm-hmm. I, you guys, if you haven't gotten it, you need to get it. It's incredible, mm-hmm. and I'm not even going to talk about the pause app and doing the 30 days to resilient, which is incredible and life-giving. But Jamie, you didn't dive right into that book, did you? Well, I did. But at that point, like we read it long ago, yes. went before yeah. it was published um, as a team, which was incredible and, and very life-giving. And I think that was approximately nine months before the book was published. Yes. Um, and it was good. But I struggled with being a part of this team and knowing what it means to be resilient and not being able to fully dive in during that time in my life when I perhaps needed it even mm-hmm. a little bit more mm-hmm. than I did nine months ago. Yes. Um, what I needed was a little space in order to be able to dive in. I knew that I needed to dive in. I knew that the stuff in that book was going to be incredibly helpful, but I was so weary that I felt like I didn't even have the strength to enter yes. into resilience, yes. which makes a lot of sense now in it retrospect. Does. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So mercy. Right. Mercy to the additional pressure that you felt being on this team. Right. Um, 
and there is you must have it all together. You just launched resilient. You must be resilient. Right. But so tell me more about how did you tend to yeah. your own heart in that? So um what I I learned about a month into this kind of um pulling out the weeds was that actually what I was doing was going back to the previous book before Resilient, which was Get Your Life Back. Yes. I needed that stepping stone um, for a while in order to have the space and the clarity to really see my epicenter and what was wrong with it. (laughs) There wasn't anything wrong with the epicenter, but just the overgrowth that had encroached on that. So I found myself stepping back into the principles that John laid out in Get Your Life Back, which was the one-minute pause. I, I didn't have the capacity to dive into 30 days, though I had tried, and there was just so much resistance there. Mm. But I could do a minute. I could even do the three-minute pause. Yes. And to start to put that back into my daily routine, which I had lost a while back, um, it, it just felt like baby steps is what I needed yes. before I could dive. That's so wise. It was kind of God to... He's kind. He really is. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I forget that sometimes. But um, but he did really meet me in, in that, even though resilient, I feel like, goes deeper and further into the human dilemma yes. and what we need. Absolutely. That doesn't mean that the principles and get your life back are now yesterday's news. Exactly. Exactly. So to be able to step back into those um, just freed me up to, to go deeper. So I'm hearing you say that one of the things that you applied, that you began practicing again, was just pausing. Yes. Using the app mm-hmm. as a tool to just pause in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. recenter on Christ, mm-hmm. give everything to him. Mm-hmm. What other practices did you begin doing? Um, quiet. I needed a lot of quiet. It meant taking the dog for more walks, uh, which uh-huh. I had kind of been leaving to my husband to do um, because it didn't feel like I had the space within my day to do it. But with a little bit of extra space in July, just a 30-minute walk with a dog around this little pond by our house and watching her run and watching ducks. I mean, very simple and sometimes watching sunsets on the walk. Um, That was beauty. Yes. Movement. And it really... Aside from just carving out the time to do it, it wasn't hard. And there was very little required of me. That is so good. <laughs> it's so nourishing. Yeah. It really is the simple it's things. It's so simple. It's so simple. We have a captivating retreat that begins tomorrow, October 6th. Yay. And regardless of when you're listening to it, that's what's happening in yeah. our lives. And we as a team begin meeting together for, I don't know, about six weeks in mm-hmm. advance. And we had this conversation as a team, uh, what's bringing you life? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the answers were, this is something that brings me life, and this is something that has fallen by the wayside. Yeah, or opposed. That's the thing. Yeah. The things that bring you life are opposed. Mm-hmm. I'm not, it's not a lack of self-discipline. Mm-hmm. It's any movement towards life and healing is opposed. We live in a spiritual reality. 
Mm-hmm. God is for us and our strength, but we are being pursued by an enemy as well. Yeah. And what we talked about are the things that you talked about that bring life. Quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, some it's coffee, a little stillness in the morning. Movement. Yep. And beauty. Mm-hmm. Do you garden? I do. I know you do. <laughs> Was that a source of, be- of beauty for you? Yeah. It's always a joy um, for me to garden every year. Our season is really short here oh, in short. Colorado. I know some of our listeners probably live in a very different climate, but ours, you really have to take advantage of the time. And at the beginning, it's a lot of work. There's soil to amend, and I have raised beds, so I don't have a, a lot of weeding in my garden proper. But it's making sure that the drip irrigation hose is functional again this year, you know, stuff like that. And then starting the seeds. um, Yeah, you're into it. Which we do, I do indoor (laughs) for a number of months. Wow. Before they can live outside in our um, somewhat crazy weather. Yes, (laughs) yes. And so it feels like a lot of work up front. And then now is when the investment has paid off Mm -hmm. and my garden is flourishing right now as we draw to to the end of the season. But my kids make fun of me sometimes because I'll yell to them wherever they are in the house, I'm going outside to stare at my garden. (laughs) (laughs) Just observing the tomatoes and the flowers. That's so good. And the bees. Yeah. yeah. And nour- you're nourishing your soul. Yes. Yes. It's so good. So, friends, before I turn a corner with Jamie, I just want to say it's not your fault and you're worth fighting for. Yeah. So, the question is what brings you life? What nourishes your soul? Mm. And to be aware of how that possibly has fallen away. And then to ask God to help bring that back. Yeah. Bring it back. Um, even if, if it's getting up a little more early so that you have just the stillness of the morning or you're able to re-engage a walk in the evening, what is beautiful to you, mm-hmm. he would like to nourish your soul. Mm-hmm. And in it all, for you to protect the epicenter, protect your life with him. Mm-hmm. Jamie, I am going to turn a corner. Okay. Because I know that this summer, in all this going on, that God also brought a new level of healing to you Mm -hmm. in an unexpected way. Mm. And I was wondering if you could share that story, even as much detail as you feel comfortable with. So it will go back a little bit to July, where I was, I did find the space, my one minute or three minute pauses from the pause app did develop into 30 days to Resilient. And um, just day one felt so much easier than I expected it to. I had anticipated it being hard to carve out 10 minutes in the morning. Yeah. Um, But what I heard from God was just turn it on. I mean, you can make coffee while you're listening to this. So I decided to start there. Uh Like in an ideal world, yes, I will be sitting somewhere alone and quiet and 
have and not be interrupted, not be interrupted. Um, thankfully I do wake up before most of my family. So this was interrupted time, but I was making coffee at the yeah. same time. And just listening to the words was exceptionally ministering to me. I think in part just because of the ease that it brought. Yeah. There was so little that was actually required of mm. me other than just showing up. Yeah. So that was really good. And that was kind of the start of, okay, I can do this. I can just show up for these 10 minutes or so, um, which I felt was really filled with grace. I'm, I feel like I'm such an all or nothing person so much of the time. And for God just to step in between me and that idea and say, what, what can you get? Oh, that's what so can good. you offer? That's good enough. Yes. It's good yes. enough for now. There, mm. there can be more and deeper later if you have that. But for right now, let's start where you are. Yeah. Let's, like it was him meeting me where I was rather yes. than me having to scramble up to the heights. <laughs> exactly. exactly. He's right where you are. I love that. So that was beautiful. So I did um, start in maybe a little belated on the 30 days to resilient journey. And God would show up through that in really unexpected ways. Um, like I, I did expect to meet with him. Uh -huh. I did expect to hear from him. But a lot of the time it was just that, me showing up. Yes, yes. Um, and soaking it in the, the music and the words. And I was surprised how many times God showed up even more than I expected wow. him to. I wish I would have kept a journal of each day because now I feel like I'd love to go back and find those specific days. So I'm going to have to go back through them all, which is not a bad thing. But one time John and the speaker were saying the scripture about, show me your face. And I was outside in this, I think this was the evening time. My dog was out with me. And as he said that verse, my dog ran up to me like nose to nose. And she has like almost like a dandelion weed, like really fluffy, <laughs> um, kind of Dr. Susie airy weed stuck right on her nose. <laughs> and it was just an unexpected like burst of laughter. Oh. I'm asking, God, show me your face. And he shows up in the face of my puppy with something oh, stuck adorable. to her nose. I love that. Just full of happiness. Like, oh. what are we, what are we doing? We're, you're outside? Like, let's play. Um, which I just thought was so playful of God. Yes. Like totally unexpected, caught me by surprise. <laughs> Did made you just me laugh? laugh? Oh yes. Which I wasn't something I had expected. You know, the meeting with God can be a very serious thing. Yes. But in this time, he met me with joy. He's got such a great sense yeah. of humor. <laughs> so I I thought that was that was one story I had that was really sweet. Um another one definitely turning a corner here to to something deeper was um one evening in the midst of this my mind had wandered a bit and so i know that there is 30 days going on in the background but i i wasn't completely dialed into what was happening there mm -hmm. but god unexpectedly showed up in that moment with a story from my past and not one that i had been thinking about not one that I had been living in currently. And in fact, one that I thought that I had found healing yes. from already. But he showed up 
in this moment, and this was over two decades ago, one particular night and showed me this vision of him right next to me in this very, very dark night of the soul. And that was unexpectedly healing to me because it's something I had journeyed through and I had decided and chosen in faith that God must have been there. But here he is, 20-something years later, bringing me back to that particular night in that particular space, and he's right there. Like, I can now see him wow. with me. Oh, That was, it wasn't even something I was searching for. Oh it just goodness. was a way of him entering into my space and saying, I know that you know by faith I was there, but I want to show it to you. Here I am, right there which was just caught me again by surprise. Like, he was there in in this trauma, in this dark night of the soul. And even though I knew it with my head and my heart, for him to take me back at this unexpected time and say, I'm right here. I'm part of that story. You don't have to believe it by faith anymore. Oh. Now you can see it. It was beautiful, kind, healing in a way I didn't know that I needed and he just came. He just showed up. Just showed up. That's crazy. What was the effect? I think deeper healing, for sure. Um, a, a deeper sense of that verse, I, I will never leave you or forsake you. Yes. To be able to see that versus just believe it, um, I think v- very much bolstered my faith in in. God's presence in my life, even in times where I wasn't feeling it, yes. wasn't seeing it. Uh-huh. And for some reason, he brings that up now in order to bring me into deeper healing that I didn't even know I needed. Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. There's so much in there um, to talk about, to unpack. One is God's intention. Mm-hmm. He knew there was more. Yeah. You you didn't. But out of his passionate love for you, his commitment to your healing, mm-hmm. there's a space. Now. He goes, now. Right. <laughs> when you least expect it. Yeah. And then the other thing that I think is so beautiful is how God is not bound by time. Mm. So just because something is past, mm-hmm. he can bring, he brings healing there. Mm-hmm. And of course he does, because that's where we need our healing is in our stories of things that have happened. But they can be all the way back. They can be 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he, he's present there, and he can show up and show you and bring healing to places that may be more wounded than we realize. Mm-hmm. I love that about him. So hopeful. It is so hopeful that there's nothing out of reach. There's no um, expiration date. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's never too late. So what I'm hearing from you, Jamie, today, and my takeaways are about the mercy of God. Yeah. His kindness. He's not, he didn't ask you to pull it together, to drum up the energy, to behave in a certain way, Mm -hmm. to to get your schedule, you know, muscle through. Get a grip. Get a grip. But instead... He said, I want to meet you right where you are. Yeah, it was an invitation, not a demand. 
which was super kind. <laughs> I would have done it if it was a demand. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the kindness of just a gentle invitation was just so rich. Yeah, <laughs> so helpful. It was helpful. It was helpful because there are times when we have the energy and we feel like mm-hmm. we're running with God, mm-hmm. and it's awesome and restoring, mm-hmm. and it's my favorite. Yeah. But then there's also times when I'm laying on the couch, looking up at the ceiling fan, talking to God yeah. about things that are not happening that I wish were happening or it, even within my own soul. And mm-hmm. he's right there. Right. The word invitation is kind. Yeah, it is. So friends, wherever you are at today, as you listen, that is right where Jesus is. Yeah. Holy Spirit is right there with you, in you, mm-hmm. loving you. Mm-hmm. Wanting to reveal Jesus more deeply mm-hmm. to you, to me, to you, Jamie. It's so good to close. I'm wondering, Jamie, how you would feel about praying for our listeners. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Excellent. Jesus, to all the beautiful women whose faces you gaze lovingly on, we know your deep and true love for each one of them. Through that love, would you invite them into something, even this day, small or big, would you whisper an invitation to their heart and give them to the courage and the space to say yes to that invitation, to walk with you through their neighborhood or to listen to a song that you've placed on their hearts. Your love is kind and your love is gentle and your invitation is just that, um, a calling to go a little bit deeper today, wherever they are, in whatever capacity that they have to show up. We love you and we want to walk with you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jamie. Always so good. So good. Friends, yes. Yes and amen. Take that to heart. Go deeper into it. Hey, I need to do just a quick little end of podcast public service announcement. If this podcast is being encouraging to you, if it's bringing life, I just learned that if you quote unquote like it, on the platform you're listening on, that because of algorithms and all of that, it'll be presented to more people. So if you want to do that, it'll invite them into something that hopefully will bring them encouragement and revelation of how loved they are. So bless you, friends. Until next time. Bye.